0: Hey there, I'm Andrew Kumin the host of Things I Said Out Loud, a podcast that celebrates words, and is an audio companion to my Substack newsletter, Things I Wrote Down. It's a place where I share original content, articles, and stories. These thoughts from my head and heart land right in your email inbox when you subscribe at andrewkoeman.substack.com. Thanks for spending a portion of your day with me. I hope you leave this episode encouraged and inspired. Now, let's jump right into it. On June 23rd, 2018, 12 boys ages 12 to 16 from the Wild Boars football team, along with their assistant coach, went to explore the Tom Wong cave. After practice, when the team failed to arrive at a birthday party organized by their parents, their families discovered their bikes left at the entrance, but they weren't there. Royal Thai Navy SEALs started to search for the missing boys as the rain fell, started to fill the cave but the dive was too difficult and through a series of events they reached out to the British Cave Rescue Council. After nine days of searching, amazingly all 12 boys and their coach were found alive by British divers Richard Stanton and John Wolanthin. Finding them alive was a miracle. Getting them out in a dive even trained Navy SEALs could hardly accomplish was impossible. This is the story of 13 lives. The new film by Ron Howard. Now I've had to leave the room for one other film before, and that was because I was so racked with nerves that I just couldn't bear to watch. It was actually another movie that was directed by Ron Howard. Can you guess which one it is? No, not Apollo 13, although there were some tense moments in that wonderful space film. It was Cinderella Man. Do you remember that film, the boxing movie featuring Russell Crowe and Renee Zellweger? Crow plays James J. Braddock, a supposedly washed-up boxer who comes back to challenge for the heavyweight championship of the world. I don't remember the movie too well, even how it ends, but I do remember that final fight scene when Russell Crowe's character has to put it all on the line for his family, for himself and for the future. It looks like he's not going to do it. I remember just having to leave the room then coming back and standing and jumping and shouting at the television. Don't you love getting lost in a movie like that? I should go watch it again and see what it was about the film that put me into that type of reaction. Thirteen Lives is the kind of film where you talk to the TV, you nervously grab the hand of the person that you're watching it with, in this case, my wife Petra. Sorry, Pate. You stand up and you have to leave the room periodically. Why watch something like that? I feel that's the question my friend Lackey, my Nuna. Korean for Big Sister, would ask me why watch a film that makes you so emotional? When I was working in Malaysia, we would watch movies together, Lackey and I, and I made the mistake of taking her to Million Dollar Baby, another boxing film starring Hilary Swank as a boxer. Do you remember that film? It was directed by Clint Eastwood with a screenplay by Paul Haggis. I didn't know how heavy the ending of that boxing film would be. Let's just say it's pretty intense and it totally rattled my friend. I'm not gonna lie, I like a melancholy film. If you check out my DVD collection, if you're not depressed by the end of a story, why watch it, is the message of my collection. And at least that used to be the kind of movie vibe I had or would go for before I had kids. So that's probably something to know about me and to factor into how you hear this review And I just need to apologize again to my friend Lackey. As payback, though, my Korean sister demanded I go see a horror film with her. Now, I have the same feeling about horror films as Lackey does about melancholy ones. She took me to the ring. It sort of broke all my movie rules. I do not like horror films, especially like the supernatural kind. But that was her point. She wanted me to understand what watching an emotional drama felt like to her. Man, even the toast was scary in that movie. I remember a scene of a close-up shot of butter being scraped over bread, and I was on pins and needles. I gotta say though, it is fun to scare someone in the middle of a scene like that, and so maybe there is a reason to go to films like that. But, you just gotta know, if you don't like an emotional or melancholy drama, this might not be the film for you. But I'm so far on a tangent now that I gotta pull this episode back. I'm talking about movies that put you on the edge of your seat emotionally, and today I'm focusing on 13 Lives, the story of that miraculous cave rescue in Thailand. Ron Howard helms the film, which stars Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel, Edgerton, and they all pull off subdued and wonderful performances. I think Edgerton ultimately steals the show. After watching the film and reflecting on it, I wondered, between the three of them, was there even like a full page of dialogue? This is a film in which the story is shown and not told. It's the absolute right choice. It's trim and the sparse dialogue really does push the action forward. Howard tells this, lets the story unfold and we get into the action within moments of the film's opening sequence in the picturesque Thai countryside. The boys are in the cave walking toward the inevitable danger we know that they will enter and within a few moments I already found myself bracing. Here's the film synopsis, which I pulled from Amazon Prime. In the true story of 13 lives, 12 boys and the coach of a Thai soccer team explore the Tam Luang cave when an unexpected rainstorm traps them in the chamber inside the mountain, entombed behind a maze of flooded cave tunnels they face impossible odds a team of world-class divers navigate through miles of dangerous cave networks to discover that finding the boys is only the beginning what's so unique about the story is that we are all witness we were all witnesses of it in small ways while it played out in the news do you remember the drama praying for these kids the agonizing wait for the details that first moment you heard that a few of the boys were out and somehow alive? What? There's so many things that prime me to want to watch this story. One is the Kevin Bacon rule of six degrees of separation. Now you may know that I moonlight as the content and creative director for Compassion Canada, an organization that works with the local church globally to help release children from poverty through a very robust holistic child development model that supports the whole child body, mind, soul, relationships, along with the child's community. We help more than 2 million kids around the world, and one of those kids is named Adun. Adun learned English with help from his Compassion program, and he was the boy who, when the divers found the group of the on that faithful day in 2018, he was able to speak to them in English and share that all 13 were alive. I just love that part of the story, how automatically connected with it I am because of the work life reality that I'm in. The organization I work for had a direct connection to one of these soccer kids, and that's so awesome. I'll drop a link in the notes so you can learn a bit more about Adune and how compassion is part of the story of his life. I'm also intrigued that it landed with Amazon Studios and United Artists. Because do you remember this in the frenzy after the rescue where every filmmaker and screenwriter and producer was probably salivating to get the rights for the story? Pure Flicks the online Christian streaming service, acquired the rights, which was reported in The Hollywood Reporter. And I'm sure there was a few gasps in different newsrooms. That was a massive get. And as a faith, uh, like a faith filmmaker myself, I was nervous and excited about what that could mean. That was amazing. So I am curious how it developed, that uh, the rights were passed to Amazon Studios. Um, But I don't know the details, but I'd love to learn more. So that intrigued me. I also like that Ron Howard made a film in Thailand. Um, Not as famously and perhaps not as widely seen. I also have made one. I've made a film in Thailand. um, And although it's been watched by millions of people around the globe, it's definitely not as well known. But it's also on Amazon Prime, uh, which produced 13 lives. And just having spent a lot of time in Thailand, I love the people, I love the food, I love the culture. It's just great to see that nation on film and with such a heartwarming story. So there are a number of personal factors that made me want to watch. But there was one that really made it so that I didn't want to watch the film as well. In fact, I resisted seeing the documentary um, made by Discovery that's on Disney Plus about the cave rescue. And that's because I felt the claustrophobia claustrophobia of a cave before. Have you? I won't bore you with all the details, but years ago I had a very dramatic experience again in Malaysia that involved the waterfall, high octane trips, high stakes trips on winding highways and vehicles and ambulances, stays in hospitals, ICU rooms, a near-death experience, all of it at the side of a close friend who fell from a waterfall to what should have been his death, but his life was spared. I have the bloodied clothes, the photographs, the memories, and the newspaper articles to prove it. What does that have to do with a cave? Well, after this adventure in Malaysia, which I've talked about elsewhere, I came home from the summer and went with some friends hiking in the mountains to some caves in the Rockies. And you know what, the moment I stepped into the cave, into that darkness, into the confined space, into that cold air, the breath was sucked out of me. It wasn't so much that I was scared of the space itself, but the sense of total helplessness and the unknown and the thought that I could enter a space where I was totally out of control and go to somewhere where I would need to be rescued. And that paralyzed me, I kind of panicked. I had to run out of the cave and wouldn't go any further. And I kind of felt like an idiot, but I had to do it for myself. And it was some sort of trauma triggered by the events that I had just gone through in Asia. Um, And during that, you know, the actual moments, like the few weeks of that trauma, I was so stoic and calm and held in the hands of God's mercy, as all of us involved in that situation were. But all that to say, I have a sense of what is personally at stake when someone you love experiences an event in the outdoors, in nature, where they need expert, life-saving help in an impossible situation and it's a loaded experience. So I feel an immediate sense of the human stakes for a story like this. I really like about the film that Howard lets the story unfold from start to finish as though you're watching it in real time. As a two and a half hour film it doesn't seem overly long, and you get a sense of the tension, the frayed nerves, and the cost of the human story here. It's not sugar-coated. The kids, the parents, the heroic divers, the Thai Navy SEALs, government officials and volunteers None of them are venerated or treated delicately. They're human, afraid, skeptical, frustrated, exhausted, hopeful, stressed. And you feel the claustrophobia. More time is spent hearing the exchange of air through scuba gear than we hear dialogue. You're in the cave, in the tight, winding tunnels, underground and underwater, afraid the divers will get pinned between stalactites, or are they stalagmites? Lose their way in the dark, pinched and stuck, lost forever. Throughout the film, with all that time spent on journey after fraught journey to find the boys, you slowly get a realization of the magnitude of the task it was to find them. Just how treacherous and dangerous it was. Things you couldn't know when you were just reading news articles all those years ago. And with the relief of their discovery on that ninth day, the sheer impossibility of their safe rescue becomes clear. Now... My wife always likes to search sites while we watch films to find out what happens, and normally I can't stand that. I want to be surprised, delighted, completely immersed in the story so that I can discover it as it unfolds. I wanted to know all the details throughout this film. Knowing they were rescued was a prerequisite for watching it for me. I couldn't not know because I knew the story, but even found myself having to stand up and leave it in key moments, even though I knew what happened. So kudos to the filmmakers, maybe a... bit of a signal to my past trauma, (laughs) Uh, and perhaps ridiculous um, of me as a viewer, but thats I, I love getting lost in a film like that. But also proof I'm not designed to be a rescue cave diver, could you tell? But probably the most wonderful thing about the movie for me is to witness in the dramatization the outpouring of humanity that was on display in the situation, for instance. The sacrifice of local farmers who agreed to allow water to be pumped from the caves onto their crop, which destroyed their crop and really put them in a bind. It was so heartwarming. The lengths to which total strangers would go to help people in need. This is a beautiful picture of what's possible when people put their minds and hearts and their will together. And you get a sorts of a sort of sense that the unified effort towards something so noble and good cannot but succeed even though at every moment it seemed impossible that it could. And that tension in the film of inevitability as the audience knowing what's going to happen, but seeing the people have to walk through it, just doing their best, but knowing it would probably have the worst outcome was really interesting. What a wonder that people would go into the deepest darkness to seek out lost children. And what a miracle that they could grab hold of them and pull them from the darkness and utter despair. And back into the light. There's a deep even spiritual picture and metaphor that I can't ignore here and the filmmakers didn't really touch and I think to their credit that it's left to the audience to dive into that. If you ever need an illustration for one of the majestic passages in scripture like Luke 19 10 well this is it and you'll have to forgive me for making one more observation It brings me back to the film I made in Thailand with my brothers and an amazing, talented group of creatives and crew from around the world. And that was to highlight the scourge. The scourge? Scourge? How do you say that? The blight of human trafficking. A global stain on humanity that entraps millions of people, especially women and children, in darkness and despair, similarly so terrible and desperate as the cave, as the dark caves that these boys were lost in. I love this film most, I think, because by watching it, I couldn't help but imagine what is possible when people come together. People who are convinced in the undeniable value of life and who are compelled to act to save others, no matter the cost. As I watched 13 lives, I could only imagine what it would mean if we would similarly not rest or stop praying until 13 million lives. Like these lost in impenetrable darkness are also saved. If you have two and a half hours on a weekend, take a look at this film. It's definitely worth your time. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning into Things I Said Aloud. If you haven't yet, make sure you jump over to my Substack page and subscribe to my newsletter. Just go to andrewkuman.substack.com. That way you'll get original content and encouragement delivered right to your inbox. I like to write on themes of creativity, faith, and how those things collide in the real world. You can also just search for the newsletter on Substack. It's called Things I Wrote Down. While you're there, make sure you also visit Unveil's newsletter, where you can geek out with my brothers Matthew and Daniel Koeman and I as we share our filmmaking journey and our new adventure as we grow our streaming service, Unveil TV. That's unveil.substack.com. You can always find the links in my show notes. Thanks again. I'm so grateful that you shared part of your day with me. I hope you leave this episode with some inspiration and encouragement. And that you can go find some time today to get lost in words.